listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 The 1-8 matchup in the Eastern Conference, and it tipped off earlier today, and it did not go the way that many people expected. It was the Orlando Magic, the 8 seed, taking out the 1 seed in Game 1 of their series. 122-110 the final earlier from Orlando in the bubble. Okay, so how big of an upset is this? So going back, and our playoff database is not as good, but going back to 2003, it's the biggest upset. Oh, wait, the second biggest upset in the NBA playoffs since 2003. 17 years, second biggest. That's big. Let's put it in context of the regular season. So if you have favorites between, let's say, 13 and a half and 15, just to kind of get in the range, remember, Orlando was a 14-point underdog in this case. To lose outright by 10-plus happens about 1% of the time, 1.2%. Okay, so if you look at it, there's 834 games that fall in the category, regular season playoffs, and the Bucks are the 10th team to lose outright by double digits when they're a favorite this big, 10th team out of, wow, 834. So rare, rare, rare. To lose by double digits. To lose by double. I mean, it's, it's rare to lose that. I mean, I guess we haven't had that many underdogs that big in the playoffs, but still, it doesn't happen all that often. Um, like we said, less, especially to lose convincingly. All game. I mean, from the opening tip all the way on, I mean, Orlando handled them. So here's the question. Now, Matt, you had this information. I think it's stunning. So you, you know, part of U.S. Integrity, you called around and said, all right, what's this? Thing? We're going to put up the Milwaukee-Orlando adjusted series price. What's it going to be? It was a shocker. Yeah, the, the lowest one I heard was um, 1 to 30, and, and many books at around 1 to 50 still, despite losing game one. And before the game, it was 100 wins you won? Correct. Okay. So I always think of Subway sandwiches. So let's see here. I'd have to. It's six dollars now, right? It's not five dollars anymore. The foot long. Still five. I don't think so. I, I just saw it last night. They're running really? commercials for five dollar oh. foot longs again. All bringing right. it back. back. So yeah. there you go. So if you would have bet five hundred on Milwaukee, you would have won five dollars before the series. Who knows if you're going to win? I can't believe that only cuts in half, and now you got to bet fifty to win a dollar. Does that feel right to you, Steve? Doesn't feel right at all. And I got to tell you, that dastardly bookie, he is charging you through the nose to take the favorite in the series. Can I get 50 to 1 on Orlando? Oh, no, that's not available, is it, Maddie? Cockroaches. Cockroaches. There's a fee paid in anything, you know, whether it's trading stocks or anything, there's a fee. He's making a good point, Steve. It's a big fee. Yeah, he's making a good point, (laughs) Matt. (laughs) And here's what you got to know about the bookies. Whenever you can't tell what the VIG is, is when the VIG is the highest. So if it's minus 180 plus 160, you know what that, you know, hey, 20 cent straddle, you know, it's fair. Okay. But in the future odds, like, okay, we mentioned it in the headlines. uh, Clippers are about plus 280 now. The favorite. Uh, 100 wins you 280 if they win the title. Lakers are 320. So 100 wins you 320. What happens if I want to bet against the Clippers? What happens if I want to bet against the Somehow you can't. Now, occasionally, in, or I think in the NFL, 
Circa's been doing that, right? Yeah, they've been doing that in the NBA as well. So you can bet the yes or the yeah. no. And that's really nice because that shows just how much VIG they're really taking on these propositions. Yeah, and you can figure it out if you want with an Excel, you know, with some basic Excel work. But but usually in the future pool, when we talk about this all the time, it can be upwards of forty percent. Like if they have a hundred or a thousand bucks in there, they say four hundred for us, and you guys can split the rest. Can you believe that? It's twice the Vig that they charge to play Kino. Now, Matt, do you want to jump in and go, yeah, that happens sometimes, but you know, um, uh, you know, I've seen it uh, low as 20%. I think a lot of the competitive <laughs> books now are around 20% in the futures market. <laughs> ah, so who's competitive? Oh, I, I don't want to put you on the sure. spot. All right. <laughs> you see a lot of 20 cent type future pool, Steve? No, I don't. And whenever I see a big underdog win, it's amazing how that the VIG just goes up. There's a golfer, Jim Herman, won 500 to 1 at the Wyndham. And whenever that happens and the books have to pay out a big payout, it seems like all the sports, they drop down the jumbo payouts. Well, we're still suffering for the St. Louis or the, the Rams winning it um, in, what, 99, 200 right? to 1, yes. Yeah, And to this day, like you'll see the Browns but three years ago. <laughs> You know, yeah, we'll give you 150. 150 one on that one. <laughs> After a one-win season. Uh, yeah. I'm RJ Bell with a bookie, Matty Holt, and Steve Fezzik here in Las Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas. Jonas, does that seem right to you as a as a batter, as a Joe, that if you got Orlando now the take back we're gonna estimate is what? So Orlando was about twenty to one coming in. That's that huge straddle we're talking. So a hundred wins you a dollar, a dollar wins you twenty. Now, let's give the books, that was before the series started, let's give the books a little credit. The only time they're collecting VIG is when the underdog wins. That's the more unlikely that is, the bigger straddle there needs to be to compensate for it. Is that fair to say? Correct. Yeah. So, you got to accept that, right? And if we do the actual Theo, even on those big straddles, it's usually like 6 7%. Like, the big straddles isn't the problem. Yeah, because well, the theoretical hold stays around 4.5% with these really, really big straddles. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it, it's a quirk the way the math works. It's complicated. Optics look bad is all. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been trying to figure out, I, I've asked him for years, can you explain to me why this is wrong? He's like, I just know it is. <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that fair to say? Yes, it is. I mean, if you had your abacus out, but you don't have it, I mean, it's at home. You should get that that pocket one you've been talking about. What do you think, Jonas? Um, it seems a little odd. So the way you guys are explaining it, $100 only wins you a dollar if you bet on Milwaukee. Before the series started. Before the series. But if you bet on the team that they're playing, you only Orlando get 20 Orlando would back. have been, yeah, a dollar gives you 20, yeah. That doesn't it, even... <laughs> You know, but you know what's funny? It actually is fair because think about it. If the favorite wins, what happens? Everyone that bet a hundred gets a dollar, right? And everyone that bet a dollar to win twenty loses a dollar, so the bookies break even. Correct. So the only time the bookies make money is when the dog wins. Thus, if the underdog's very unlikely to win, it's gotta be a jumbo payout when they do win. How difficult of a time do you think people are having as far as you know, people that are handicapping it or trying to evaluate the playoffs? How difficult of a time do you think they're having when it comes to Milwaukee? Because I can't figure it out. This is not just a bubble thing. They struggled before the pandemic, and now they're struggling since then. And at some point, we've got to take a step back and say, maybe this is a long-term problem. i got to be candid with you. This really reinforces what I've been saying 
the entire, and I won't call them seeding games because they're making that up. <laughs> seeding. When have we ever had seeding games? That's just an excuse to play to get to enough for the TV contract. But that said, Milwaukee didn't turn it on. Lakers didn't turn it on. Clippers didn't turn it on. Now, we will see with the Lakers, right? We saw Clippers look fine. Milwaukee has it. Why? Milwaukee's been almost famous this year. If you look at their point differential entering the bubble, it was, what was it, McKenzie? Fourth all-time or fifth all-time? It actually dropped, if you include the uh, the seeding games, it dropped to 10th. What did you say? Seeding games? (laughs) Sorry. That's it. Your mic's off. You know, I let him on air once, and he I mean, he hears me say, "We do not call them seating games." He goes, <clears throat> "In the seating games, that's it. You won't hear. It might be a week before you hear him." And again. you asked for what it was before yeah, I, the yeah. bubble games. Yeah, as so well. he has to act like he's correcting me and not actually giving the info. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Rockets and the Thunder Game 1 on pregame.com right now sees the Oklahoma City Thunder a one-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you think? Well, what I thought's really interesting about this game, we all know Russell Westbrook is out, but they set the player props on James Harden tonight at 40-and-a-half points. I mean, when have you ever seen a point total player prop on one player at 40-and-a-half? Obviously, Oklahoma City's going to focus on stopping Harden. If Houston's going to win, they're going to have to get a lot of different people involved. 40-and-a-half seems like a giant number. I think I'd probably go under 40-and-a-half on James Harden. I heard a couple people talking about the efficiency numbers with Harden, um, you know, being the focal point with Houston this year and with Westbrook out, and they were mighty good. Not saying his points were through the roof like that, but just the team played very well when he was on the floor. Now, the catch 22 is when he was off the floor, it was horrible. You got to wonder did they go for maybe this first game? Maybe they do this. They, they, they play him a ton, maybe. Hardly sits in the first half, right? Hardly sits. If they're in the game, he just keeps pushing through, saying, we're going to win this one or we're in trouble in game two. And if somehow they're down 10, maybe he doesn't play the second half. Like To me, they got to try to get one of the first two without Westbrook. And to me, they, they're not going to get it unless they play hard in a lot of minutes. But I don't think you can play him massive minutes in all the games. So how do you go about it, Fez, if, it, if it's you? Yeah, I think you evaluate in the third quarter. Like you said, if it's a close game, you go all in to get that game. And if you get down big, maybe you go ahead and mail it in. Yes. It's always safe to just agree with the boss. Steve Fezzik, <laughs> just like you said, RJ. You know, Harden's going to struggle from three. Oklahoma City has great perimeter defense, second best in the league. And now we got a Rockets team. They're shooting 60% of their shots in the bubble from three. Bad matchup from that perspective. Yeah, I like OKC. You know, Fox Sports Radio had a uh, bracket or has a bracket contest. So I got to do one. And as, you know, the host in uh, the daytime, Jones, I I didn't get a hold of you for that one. You know, usually I do for things. I figure I could cover this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got uh, I had my bracket filled out. Oh, Uh, okay, okay. I was able I was able to get mine filled out. I actually have Houston winning this series, but I'm feeling less confident now. Yeah, so I actually have OKC in this series, and and that's one I think that there's a lot of debate on. Because, listen, Houston was still favored in the series. What, minus 160 or so? Yes. Plus 140 on OKC coming into the game. But it's fascinating. Wait a minute. The Thunder are favored. It's on a neutral court, like all the games. But Houston's favored in the series? 
Obviously, they expect Harden or check that they expect Westbrook back. What kind of adjustment is that? Three and a half point adjustment. Three and a half. Yes. So Houston if uh, would be two and a half to three point favorite with Westbrook. Okay, so Jonas and I are going heads up on that. You, Jonas, you want to do a little bit like a, a, a points bet, me and you no in the shot. brackets? No shot. Zero chance. <laughs> it's not happening. No, it's not happening. I do have a question for you guys, though. If you if you like Houston to win the series, but you do concede they're probably going to lose game one, wouldn't you wait after this game to see what a series price would be because maybe you'd get better value? You know, people talk about that all the time, but remember, this is pick em. Right? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. OKC's favored by one. Right. So what what you're saying is, if you like Houston to win the series, you're kind of saying the market's a little cheap on here. The theory is Houston's a little underrated. That's why you like them. Thus, maybe they should be a one-point favorite here. If you adjust it two points, saying if you think Houston is underrated. Now, if you were forced to pick every series, you know, I see your point. I mean, but if you're... If you're Houston and you win this first game, you're going to feel great. I mean, it's actually loaded against OKC, too. Yeah, no, I, I would totally agree. This is one that OKC has to get because this could this could get ugly in a hurry if OK if Oklahoma City loses this with no Westbrook. Yeah, it's a good point that they got a very mentally tough team, though. I think. And remember, we've been we we were trying to find the spot to talk about this. It just wasn't the right time. But OKC had questionable motivation in the bubble. They had a, a deal where they had a trade with... Uh, I think who it was, was Philly? The 70, yep, 76ers, thank you. And the way the deal went was, if they ended up being one of the top 10 teams, Oklahoma City, and remember, the playoffs are set not by how far you go, or the drafting order, not how far you go in the playoffs, but your record in the regular season. And OKC was like tied for 10th. And the way that it went was, if they were in the top 10... Philly would get their number one pick this upcoming draft. If they were out of the top 10, Philly got two number twos, which are not near as valuable, two of them even, than a number one. So actually, OKC had some questionable motivation. Was that something that made the radar with you guys, Matt? Yeah, it does. Anytime we have motivational issues, it always does. But in that case, was that something that was being discussed? It, It certainly came up. But we thought the odds also reflected it. And it wasn't an insider information. It was publicly available information. When it becomes an issue, an integrity issue, is when it's not publicly available. you guys are monitoring everything. sure, of course. But I actually question if the market was accounting for... Well, let me say this. If you look at the games in the middle of the bubble when this was, you know, Mm -hmm. towards the end when it was more pertinent, the amount of betting against OKC was... Where the line opened up... Uh, I know Phoenix was hot at the time, but I remember that Phoenix game opened. Maybe Phoenix was two, and then Phoenix closed like seven and a half. I mean, that looked like there was people that believed in it more than the openers did. Questionable motivation for OKC. Agreed. And we saw excessive betting on all the teams fighting for that 8-9 spot in the West every game. But we even saw money come on Miami against Oklahoma City. Yeah, And that's Miami a better didn't example. have any motivation. Yeah, but still, it wasn't... I mean, how many games moved other than people sitting out 5-6 points? The NBA games don't move 5 or 6 points typically. No. Unless someone just announces they're out. Right. You know. Normally, but those last two games for the last two days of the bubble, the lines just went insane on a lot of games. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Real quick here, and we're gonna go to get the headlines, is I feel like Portland's overrated. I've looked at computer models that literally said that Portland should be downgraded 
for the bubble performance. Like if you just look at the bubble performance as eight games, net net, that team's worse after eight. Forget fatigue or what that they underperformed. What do you think? I agree. And you could make a case that no team's public perception got better in the bubble than the Portland Trailblazers. Lillard had a 60-plus point game and exploded. They beat Memphis. They got that seed. They really have this huge momentum with the betters. The public betting is all over Portland. But I'm with you. I thought this line move going from five to six and a half, very justified. Hmm. So what would you think of someone if they came in and said, Hey, Mr. Holt, I want to be a professional batter. I'm thinking the Blazers on the series price offers good value. What would you say? I, I think that most public betters are on that right now. It's the trendy <laughs> hip pick, and I, I would certainly I wouldn't so be you super would, impressed. If someone came in and was trying to get a job as a pronosticator, you would say, no, thank you, son. <laughs> yes, probably. Any response, Steve Fezzik? I picked the Blazers. Yesterday? I, of course, picked the Blazers. The Blazers did go 6-2 and two in the bubble with the third-hardest schedule. The Blazers exceeded expectations coming in, but people well, became— Well, first off, that's your opinion. I'm saying the computer models are saying they didn't. Well, the computer models are saying that the public's well aware of how well they were playing early in the bubble, and so Portland got oh. juiced in their power rating early. Yeah, you, you, and their second-best player literally has a broken back. You're confused, all right? What I'm telling you is, the power, these are computer ratings. This isn't any speculation. It's no assessment of the public. Computer ratings, in the rating I respect, mbamath.com, had Portland ranked higher before the bubble, so during the hiatus, I'd say, right, than they do today. They've played eight games in between. The, the six and two games... What were they against the spread in those games? And what was their net margin against the spread? Yeah, right around 500 because they dropped their last two. Uh-huh. That just doesn't sound like exceeding expectations to me. Yeah, and they almost lost to Brooklyn in an elimination <laughs> game as a 10-point favorite. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We find ourselves at number 17, the L.A. Rams. Fez has a best bet on the... L.A. Rams under eight and a half wins. Okay, now I got to pull back the curtain a second. Matt Holtz here from U.S. Integrity, former bookmaker. He's booked billions of dollars legally over his time. And he said under Rams, and he started explaining why. And you rattled off two names. The names were? Corey Littleton, Dante Fowler. And Matt Holtz starts laughing. Like, <laughs> ah, ah! He's like hitting his stomach. And it's like, Fez goes, what, 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 what? And there was a big debate, right? And Fez says, and we were saying, and I can't lie, I was with Maddie. I'm like, that, that's no read. Those guys, no one's heard of those. You know, Fez put his head down and started working with some numbers. Abacus is date back thousands of years into at least the Greek culture. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes up and he says, you know how much these guys are getting paid? Yeah, Corey Littleton, 12 mil per year from they Vegas. Resigned with or signed with the Raiders. Yes. And Dante Fowler, jackpot with Atlanta, 15 million a year. So what we're saying is Fez was right, and Matty Holt came in all big time in him. And this is Fez. He said, Well, <laughs> yo, homeboy, welcome to the hood, brother. It's a little tougher here than your <laughs> office, right? <laughs> Two time super contest champ. 
Give us the rest of the reason, though. Those losses probably aren't enough to like under with the Rams. Yeah, so and the key, too, is the linebackers left Howard and Young are way below average starters. So key reason there. But Goff, I don't expect Goff to be improving here this year. He had a down year last year, and I think it's all about not having the running game and the play action. I expect another down year from Goff. Okay, so Gurley, when he left, it was a problem. Don't have a replacement. Still line issues with the Rams. Goff's QBR last year was? His QBR last year was 23rd. All right, Matt, you actually are higher on Goff. I just think the the actual offensive expectation for them, they were number 7 in the league last year in yards per game. They were number 11 in yards per play at 5.7 yards per play. The Rams. Uh, the Rams. And number 13 in the league in first downs per play. I mean, this was an offense that ran slightly better than average all year long. And all we talked about was how bad Goff struggled. So if him struggling was slightly better than average, then I think there's you know, optimism that this team's probably going to be better than average. Last year they won nine games, totals eight and a half. What's the Vic? Minus 125 to the under. 125 to the under right now. And your pick is? Under eight and a half. I'm pressing the green button, baby. First time of any of the teams. <laughs> I like the over here. I think I think that the Rams are susceptible to have some down years. But this next year might be their last chance because that Ram, if they're going to have to sign Ramsey, it's going to be a monster. They got him this year regardless. They got that golf contract. They still got dead money with Gurley. I just think financially this is the year. And I know with two new coordinators, they didn't, weren't even going to go to the draft. Or I'm sorry, they weren't going to go to the combine or they didn't go to the combine. They had been heads down in that building. And let's, you know, he might not be a boy genius, but McVeigh's a pretty good coach. They got to win nine games and I win the bet, nine and seven. They got to go 500 or worse for you to win. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 